Once again, it's Tuesday night, and you know what that is. It's the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast, the number one live podcast every Tuesday night. Whatever fucking day I want to do it. Live on Twitch, live on Facebook, live on YouTube, Spotify, part of my Grito family, and always coming to you live from Pig Studios in Compton, (laughs) California. (laughs) Hell yeah. On the way in here, I stopped at uh, Dunkin' Donuts to get a coffee. Uh Uh-huh. And... The girl that's, you know, drive-thru. And I said, you know, I'm going to get a little pastry. I deserve a little pastry. Sure. I oh, deserve I get, a little pastry. Can I, I don't, but can I get a, a raspberry donut? Oh, we don't have that one. Oh, yeah. Can, uh, can I do the powdered? No, we don't have that one. Can I do the um, sprinkles? No, we don't have it. We only have the chocolate. Why didn't you start with that? <laughs> after one, she should tell you. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I, after two. Yeah. You know? So if you're listening, because I know you are. You're an idiot. You went to lie, but you also ninety percent of people after if, if they go not chocolate, the second one they're gonna go to is like, all right, well give me chocolate. You know what I mean? So you went to a different ones where she was like, the motherfucker just say chocolate. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Well, you know what, guys? Today we have a very special guest, someone that I've known for a little while, and, and uh, we've just become friends, and we've been in the same industry. Uh, events and we found out some other stuff about him today. He's also an artist. Um, welcome Antonio Palayo to the Woo! West Coast Pop Lock Podcast episode 102. Oh, 102. Duh. 102. Got it. Welcome. Thank you for having there me. There it is. <laughs> yes, thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you for coming out here, man. Coming all the way out here on a Tuesday night, hanging out with us. Um, you do, a, you do, you uh, do, let, let me get into what I know about you as well at first, because I know there's, all, let's there's go back. so much let's more. Go, let's go backwards. Yeah, there's so much now that I've learned as well. Sure. You know what? You tell us a story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. What? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, instead of us trying to, like, pick at it, well, where do you want to start? I'll, I'll tell you the story from the beginning. Um, so, born in Glendale, 1973. <laughs> Um, moved around Burbank, Highland Park. In 1970, I will say 77, 78, my mom started studying with the Jehovah Witnesses. And my dad didn't agree with that. So one day he told her, look, you need to stop studying or I'm going to send you and the kids out to Mexico. They, 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 they're from a small town in Jalisco called Palmar. Probably like literally 150 houses there couple hundred people everyone knows each other and everyone in that town at that time was catholic so my dad was you know if i send him back there with the pressure of the family my wife is gonna decide to go back to being catholic yeah so they did you know uh 1979 one day my mom picked you know she woke us up she's like you know pack your shit can i curse yeah Yeah. even more please (laughs) she's like pack your shit um we're going to mexico how old are you at this time um so that's 79 i was born in 73 was like six around six 
And um, so I thought, oh, cool, we're going to go to Mexico. Because you used to go once a year to El Rancho. It's vacation time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then that turned into 10 years in Mexico. What? Oh, yeah. So my dad's plan didn't pan out. Uh, my mom became <laughs> a stronger Jehovah Witness. Oh, shit. And she recruited like half the town. She started. Half the family, half the town. I was running. It's like when they were trying to break up La Onda, man. You didn't break it exactly. up. Exactly. just fucking spread it. Became, it. Became, <laughs> it was like my mom started a new cartel down yeah. there. <laughs> and, and I became such a devout Jehovah Witness at the age of like 13, 14. I was running congregations down there. <clears throat> I was leading congregations out to like, you know, preach, knock on doors and all that yeah. stuff. So I was really into it. Um, then I got baptized when I was like 15. Um, and then at 16... My mom one day decides, you know what? We're going to go visit your dad. So are you doing like no birthdays, no nothing, Christmas, nothing. no caffeine? Like, is that, is that No, your, caffeine, yeah. No, that's Mormon. No, but yeah, no. Mormon, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Magic underwear. But, but for sure, no no birthdays, no Christmas, no nothing. none of that stuff. The no only holidays. thing they celebrate is the death of Jesus in March. All right. Easter. But other than that, that's you, got, it. you don't get nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing else. Right. What so, a thing to celebrate. You know, that's it. That's yeah. how I, that was the important part. And it wasn't yeah, even, I mean, it's not even a celebration. You just go to the Kingdom Hall and they give a two hour speech and that's it. You acknowledge it. Yeah. yeah. You didn't get and, like yeah. punching cookies. Well, the, the chosen ones do get to eat, you know, bread and wine. The, how do you become a chosen one? 144,000 people are the ones that they're, they're going to heaven. It's, it's this weird it's, process. You just know. They, it's, they don't even explain how, like, the chosen one is the chosen one. They're it's like, just you just know. Yeah. Like, that's right. the exact number, 144,000? Uh-huh. Yeah, according to the Bible, because the Bible does say it does say that 144,000 will be chosen for whatever. They believe that 144 people have been chosen already to go to heaven to help God rule the world once this world is destroyed and then the paradise building starts yo fellas how does it feel to be 45 6 and 7 because i'm 44 <laughs> yeah yeah i'm 46 you know what I'm yeah yeah that's crazy bro so even if it's your kid you're like wow sorry bro yeah <laughs> you're 40 you're 52 like i'm out you're out uh swinging steve from 69 minutes with my is hanging out with us here on the forums wet shout out to my out there samuel Jimenez and Hector, what's up? Uh, Swing and Steve was just a Jehovah's until recently, and he just actually uh, parted ways with that uh, a few years ago, and he was telling me about his thing. He's on here on the chat, man. Yeah, look, they're, it's happening. So you are no longer no. practicing? Hold on. All right, so you go to visit your Sorry. dad. So, no, we're still in the ranch. Yeah, yeah, okay. So my mom, this is like, um, let's say it's whatever time, and my mom was like, "Oh, you, we're we're gonna pack our stuff." But the 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 I the plan was I was going to stay in Mexico because we have a ranch out there and we have a bunch of animals, and uh, so it was gonna be my mom and my sisters coming to visit my dad, and I was gonna stay behind. Uh -huh. So the night before, everyone's packing their stuff, everyone starts crying, and, they, and my mom was like, "Nah, fuck that, we're taking you too." So I'm like, "All right." So I pack my stuff, and here we go. Here we come. So we're, we're, um, we take a bus to the nearest city and then from the city to uh, Guadalajara and then from Guadalajara all the way to TJ, we took a bus. Uh, they didn't have any seats available. So we, 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 we either like took turns at one of the seats when it was available or they gave us like buckets to sit in the aisle oh, or standing shit, up. It was sure. a 46 hour trip to TJ and it, it, the whole the entire time like that. Uh, so were there yeah, roosters and shit inside there? <clears throat> 
all of it, pigs and roosters. Oh, no. and, oh man, I, I thought you were being. I thought you were being an asshole. No, I, li- like, I live like, that. No, for sure. Dude, I have a, I have a crazy story. <laughs> this one time when we went to a Jehovah Witness meeting at one of the nearest cities, on our way back we took the bus. By the time we got to the rancho, half the bus fell apart. Fuck. It was so old, <laughs> dude. It was the craziest shit ever. It started falling apart. Did the, they treat it like a big deal, or were they like, dude? Quit? We were just laughing inside. We're laughing because a p uh, the a window fell off, then a, a part of it fell off, and then all of a sudden, half of the bus from the back just fell off. Were people in it? We're in it. No, and, no, I'm saying in the piece no, no, that no. Fell off. That piece, no, there are no people. It was so there's it was just like no half, back of the bus. Yeah, so just like yeah. Looking out, the just nothing. Wind and dust is just like blowing through it, dude. Holy yeah, it was shit. the most insane. And Oscar, shit that's not the kind of bus Mario yeah, wants. Yeah, they're gonna bring <laughs> that bus. Hell no. We're so, still waiting on the bus, Oscar. Still waiting on the bus. So uh, we're back at the rent. No, we're back at TJ. So we arrive at TJ. My dad's there to pick us up, and he sees me. He's like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" I'm like, oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, nice to you. see you. So that was my welcome back to the U.S. So the plan was we were going to stay here just for like two months. And we ended up staying for the rest of the, time. Rest of the time. Yeah, yeah my mom and, and, and the sisters, they were like, no, nah, we're not going back to Rancho. We're staying here. Like, so we did. That. We did. So I'm 16. Uh, I start hanging out with the black sheep of the Jehovah Witness congregation. We started going to parties. That are Jehovah Witness parties, but still parties. Their parties, they don't, they don't uh, play any, any bad music, or they don't serve serve any alcohol or no smoking. It was clean. Sure. You guys, t- t- according to them, they're the bad kids, but you're not doing yeah, nothing bad. Exactly. You guys yeah. are doing exactly. Good. Yeah. But we graduated from that to going to house parties right, outside of that. Now you're the bad yeah. kids. Now, now we now we start going to the parties right. where no one there's a Jehovah Witness. They're smoking, then there's drugs, there's chicks, everything. I got a taste of that, and I fucking fell in love with it. You're like, yeah, never mind. Yeah. What I've been sure. What, what I've been missing out on all my life. One, one exactly. Kick, one I kickback. Felt, I felt like I was reborn. One real, real, one real kickback, and that was it. You <laughs> know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, party. Like, like what? This is what you guys do? Like, yes. Oh, Just out of curiosity, God. at this party, do you remember any of the tracks that were kind of playing? Any of the drinks that were oh, happening? Oh, you know the the hip hop, Dr. Dre, uh, Snoop. All the bad stuff, okay. Which is good. This is, yeah, this, yeah. This is in the nineties. I'm assuming. Yeah, nineties. Yep. Okay. In the early nineties. Early nineties. Yeah, I got thrown out of the witnesses in. You 90- got thrown out? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. You're an outcast. 90, man. Look at, I got thrown out in ninety six. Plenty of people are like, you know what? I left. You know, I just didn't want to do it anymore. No, I got nah, thrown nah. out. It's like, nah, nah, nah. I got thrown the fuck out. And here's the process. So, you sin. So what happened is, I I got my son's mom pregnant. Hell yeah. My mom ratted on me. I this whole time when she was pregnant, I didn't tell anyone. No one knew that she was pregnant, and I don't know how the hell she found out. But one day, um, I'm I'm leaving the house and she's following me outside and she's like, "Oh, I I heard what you did to Melissa. That was my son's mom." And I'm like, "What?" She's like, I, "I heard she's pregnant." I'm like, "Uh, about that. I'll we'll talk later." So we t- I took off, and then a few weeks um, from that day, there was a big assembly, a Jehovah Witness assembly. And it's it's this thing that it used to be at the Dodger Stadium. There was like, you know, they they packed. They the packed Dodgers out. are Jehovah. <laughs> the Jehovah Witnesses used to have their conventions at the Dodger Stadium. But here's the crazy part about that: they never had security. 
you got how many people fit in the, in the Dodge City? Seventy thousand? Yeah, yeah, sixty thousand, sure. Well, it yeah. used to get packed. Seventy thousand Jehovah Witnesses and no security. And there was one incident where uh, some kids got into a fight. After that, they got banned. God, dude, you guys got seventy thousand people here with no security. So they got banned after that. Anyway, so um, the convention was coming up, and my mom wanted me to confess to the elders what I did. And I, I told her, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll tell them. But she went ahead and told them. She ratted on me, and then I got thrown out. So you were so, like Bob from the Bamba. You had me yeah. locked up. You had me. <laughs> so uh, she told on me, and then obviously they approached me, and they're like, oh, you know, we need to talk, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. So they bring you into the room. There's five elders, and they just start grilling you. And their intention is to see if uh, the sin that you committed, to see if you're, uh, if you feel bad about it, sure, and sure, what the level of that. Yeah. Sure. And, Holy shit. And, and, and at that point, I was just like, dude, I was done. Fuck you. Yeah, guys. I was done. And yeah, they, 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 they get up on stage like on the next meeting, and they announce, oh. Um, we want to make an announcement. Antonio Pelayo is no longer part of this organization. Holy you know how this shit. works. Do not talk to him. He cannot associate with none of you. And that's the way to throw and you that's out. That's it. Yeah. yeah. But isn't it crazy? Like, you were part of it. You get thrown out. I can talk to them. Yeah. And I, and that's, a, it's yeah. very crazy. It's very stupid. Yeah. It's, the rule is very stupid. Yeah. Damn. Now, if you try, is there like a list? If you tried to go join someplace There's else, there's a process. No, so if you tried to go join someplace else, would they find they'll, out? They'll find out. Been, no oh, shit. Yeah. They'll find out. Is it the database, Johnny? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I mean, I guess in the internet age, everything is. But I'm going like oh, back yeah. in the day. Oh no, no. There's scripture. There's a big old scroll. There's <laughs> names on it. No, yeah, no. I actually have a barcode. No, yeah. But. Um, so where was I going? Uh, you had just get cast. You just got. You're now cast now. No one's talking to you. So, so my son is born. I get thrown out. Um, I started working at Disney when I was 19. Doing, um, animation art. But I I got the job through a temp agency, and it was supposed to be a five day thing and and just doing easy stuff, inventory. But during those five days, I found out uh, from some of the guys that they were gonna start an inking uh, department. And I asked one of the guys, you know, show me what it is. And he did. And I'm like, dude, I can fucking do that shit. Tattooing that, at Disney? It, it's sort of kind of like tattooing, actually. Really? Yeah. But um, he's like, um, well, go talk to our boss. And I did. And I told, I told my boss, I'm like, I hear you're starting an inking department. And I saw what it is. I think I can do it. And, you know, I'm an artist. And he's like, all right, cool. So then the next day I came in, they tested it. They did a test on me. They had me ink some Winnie the Poohs. And obviously I aced it. And that was the first one they hired. So then from there, I got Fuck hired yeah. where I'm at, um, at the main ink and paint department, which is one of the, and that's not one of the, it's the oldest department in the entire company. It's going to turn 100 years in 2023. Um, it's the oldest department in the company, and it's the oldest still in function and still in the same real estate. Because eventually all the departments were moved out. Um, you got the main animation building on the lot. No one in that building does animation. They're they're all across the street because they build a new animation building. Sure. My department was left alone. They never moved it, and we're still there. So at one point, this department was hundreds of women back in the 1920s, and then it it uh, forward 100 years now. Now it's literally four of us, 
And at one point, I was the only inker and painter there because some retired and some passed away. So I was the only one for a couple years until they hired my son. And then my son was there for like three years and kid blew up in 2020. And he's like, dad, I'm out. When they brought us back to work, he gave us two week notice. He's out. Um, so they hired Mexicans like every other corporation. <laughs> Se puede. Yeah. So really quick, uh, I don't know what an inker is. What is an inker? What, what are you doing? It's it's the person who, uh, 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 what's that word? Paints. Inks. Not not paint, but <laughs> inks. So you have you have the animator that does the pencil drawing, right? Okay. And then the inker comes and puts the cell on top and transfers that's that's the word we transfer those lines onto the cell that cell gets inked and painted and then gets inserted into a camera get shot one time they pull it out they put the next one they get shot one time pull it out it takes 24 of those uh cells to make a second of the film 24 frames per second 20 exactly so snow white took 400,000 cells to make the film so what my department does is that we keep that tradition alive uh it's the same process that was oh, done yeah. from 1920. We still do it. We're probably the only studio on earth that's still doing that. Holy shit. Um, I'm not trying to brag, but brag. I am probably the only uh, master inker on earth. Sure. That's still inking 100%. animation. Dude, yeah. there's like, like in tattooing, there's guys that their lineage is pure, that they could, do, like, I'll go back two generations to the tree, you know, that everything this is built on to be like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, I'm keeping something alive. Like, all this Disney shit, all that stuff, I, me, personally, I am keeping that alive is incredible. Like, that is, like, what an opportunity to be there. It's fucking, yeah. congratulations, Thank man. you. That's fucking super dope. So you're still inking today yeah. all the movies or no. the shows or what, what are you inking? No, that, that stopped in the 80s. So um, when the computer age came, now everything's digital. Right. There are still some animators that do some stuff on paper, like one or two drawings, and everything happens digitally after right. that. So what we do is uh, it, it's become fine art. So we produce 500 art pieces a year, and these are only sold to employees. But in the same process that... It was done since the beginning. Got it. So uh, we we produce fine art. Uh, oh, is this the same dude, art that can't be? Is. Fuck yeah! I've seen Go some ahead. of those silhouettes that I have sold. I think at Disney or whatever. That that's what we're talking about too. Like they're full on color. Like yeah. the full. Yeah. Thousands awesome. for thousands of dollars. So only employees yeah. can buy them. Yeah. Yep. At one point when I when I started there in '94, uh, um, this this world of animation fine art was hot. And we were producing a lot of work, and this, yeah, this, this work was being sold all over the world in galleries everywhere. And then I guess the market got saturated and, and it just took a shit. Um, so um, that ended pretty much. And so what we produce now is only sold to employees. You can't get it anywhere. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is super yeah. cool. We I'm only produce I... 500 p art pieces a year and only for employees. And how do, how do those pieces get decided on what you're going to make? Us, we, we decide, um, we look at the calendar of like, you know, if there's an anniversary coming up. So let's say um, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid's having 20 year anniversary next year. 
All right, let's do a piece on her. I have a request, Lampwick. Can there's there, the only two dudes that get no love in Disney it, is Lampwick from Pinocchio and Scar. Scar and Lampwick get. We no, already did a Scar piece. Like you know, yeah. like man. Well, the the thing is that we choose pieces that um, are desirable by a lot of people. Sure. We don't want to do a piece that people are like fuck that. Yeah. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of curiosity, so, can you tell us how much those pieces start off for employees? Uh, they're cheap. Oh, are they? Like, okay. Yeah, they're like between 350 bucks to 400. Wow. But they're, they're already worth a couple thousand. Absolutely. Just off the bat. Because yeah. it's just so minimum and such a small run. Yeah. And, and obviously the oldest running department in the universe of what you guys do. Yeah. Holy shit, that's so fucking... But, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I know a, an uh, employee. I know, right? <laughs> but here's the thing. If you're an employee and you buy one of these, they, they make you sign a contract. You can't sell it for five years. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Sure. It's like a uh, Ferrari. Yeah. But you Wait, know what? That's pretty smart, though, because that it just gets more and more. For you. Yeah. Yeah. It you, makes you're no doing sense me a favor. Me. Yeah, exactly. By, in five years, it's going to be triple the yeah. value. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. But I don't know. So, so I started working at Disney 93. Um, Disney holds... Uh, art shows for their employees mm -hmm. at that time i didn't know anything about the art world so they invited some of the co-workers invited me because they were part of the show and they're like what, what what's that oh it's an art show come so i show up and i see everyone's got art on the walls and that shit just like blew my fucking mind I'm like really you can create like art and hang it on there and people buy, might buy it or criticize it or admire it and they're like yeah i'm like dude i want to fucking do that so I was like, you know, my early 20s. And then uh, <clears throat> I decided I, I want to do this. So I started practicing uh, with different uh, techniques. And then I, I fell in love with uh, pencil realism. And then um, that's what I started practicing. And I, I started doing commissions for employees. I did like for maybe like 15, 20 commissions. And that I took that as practice. And then I started building my portfolio. Um, and then years later, I got introduced to a famous graffiti artist by a friend of mine. A friend of mine had a studio in downtown in the same building where he had a studio. And he's like, for years, he's like, dude, you got to come down here and meet these graffiti artists. And I was like, eh, I'm not, I just don't want to do it. And then finally, one, one day, he calls me up and he's like, hey, dude, uh, so Retina wants to buy one of your, he wants to buy your Tupac drawing. And I was like, hmm, that was the very first time someone like told me, oh, I want to buy some of one of your pieces. And then I was like, well, tell him I don't want to sell it. And and he did, but then he came back. He's like, he really wants to buy it. Do <laughs> you guys know who Retina is? Mm -hmm. I, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so he's like, you know, he's a big Tupac fan. He's like, dude, he really wants to buy it. Um, I'm like, well, you know what? Tell him I want 10 grand. It was, it was a stupid price because yeah. I don't want to sell it. So then uh, he's like, all right. He says he wants to see it in person. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. So I got my little portfolio and I took a friend of mine. We went down there to the studio, met him. At that point, I didn't know who he was. I had, was, had no idea on the art world. And sure. Yeah. So then we meet and he's, he looked at it and he's like, yeah, I, I like it a lot, but I don't, you know, I, have, I don't have that kind of money right now. But I'll put you in one of my shows because he was curating art shows back then in 2000. I met him in 2004. And then he put me in a show in January 2005, which I still have the flyer, which was like a piece of little paper that we cut. Nice. It's so funny. Um, and uh, and my my art career just took off from there. It was like I'm not gonna give you ten grand, but I will give you an opportunity. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, that's what like, happened. Nice. Like and I was like, as soon as he said I want to see it, I was like, he's not gonna give him the money. He's gonna give him something else. <laughs> I already knew where it was going. Yeah, it's like yeah. and 
he gave you something worth way more than ten thousand dollars. Oh yeah, because like, dude, I was so hooked from that point on. I was drawing twenty four motherfucking seven. That's all I did. That's all I cared about, and that's all I did. Just draw every fucking day and do art shows. Um, I had a business at that time, and it was thriving. And I just let it go. Like, fuck that. I want to do this. Yeah, I'm like, dude, this is... Well, from the minute I saw I was exposed to an art show, I said, this is what I want to do. And that's what I did. And we did a bunch of shows with him. Um, and eventually, he just, like, blew up. And he forgot about all of us. You should cut that part. <laughs> no. no. Well, you know, it's crazy because uh, I started doing some art shows. Not not to that level, I guess, with guys like Redman. But because there was kids at K-Rock when I was there that were like, oh, I want to be an artist. And, you know, my boy, Maddie Boy. Uh, we had him on the show, and uh, he was like, oh, I want to do art, I want to do art. So we started doing with the slide bar, thanks to Josh and Ramon hooking us up, giving us opportunity in the space, my boy G at his warehouse. And, uh, you know, you see these guys, and, and once they get the vibe, the, the not the vibe, the, once they get that, that taste of the first show, you know, now that's what Matt does. He does nothing but art. He does art for... for um, iHeartRadio, he does all their, you know, promotional stuff, and mm -hmm. he still does a bunch of art, does a bunch of clothing, and, uh, but yeah, man, it's cool to see that, you know, that, that spark that you help turn on into other people, but yeah, we, man, a awesome. cool, a cool art show opening, it's hard to top, like, that night when you're fucking hanging out, in the oh, yeah. like that, you're like, a star, bro, oh, yeah. man, but dude, I'm just, even, I've never been, the, the, let alone be the fucking artist, yeah. I've only been at, like, dope art shows, yeah, where dude. you're like, man, this fucking shit is badass, yeah. let alone when you're the motherfucker out there selling the paintings, like, fuck yeah, man. Well, I, I, uh, my, my son just had a solo show, like, three weeks ago, I don't know, did I invite you to that? No. Probably. Yeah, so he's 26, he, he blew up, <laughs> he blew up in 2020. Um, we were locked down and he just like one day got drunk and started painting looser because he's a master painter um, but it was super tight stuff that he was doing and then one day he just like got loose and that shit like dude you let up. it go and get loose what dude like it's mind you I do no art but I've seen you know the, where you have to be able to bring it in and bring it in and bring it in and then once you're there to be able to come back out yeah. is like such like that's where the what it's like dude you got to get loose now yeah. and like that's such the perfect word too it's like when you watch people it's like oh they're loose up there like Ooh. they're just, they're just <laughs> set free and they yeah. want to do exactly yeah. Yeah. set exactly. free exactly like there and there's such a difference it took me so long to even see because i wanted everything to be hyper realist or to look like what it's supposed to be to look like shit and then to appreciate someone that knows how to draw tight mm -hmm. getting loose you know and it's like oh, oh okay, it's not I see. easy it's not easy. not easy and it looks like oh you're just fucking better 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 and it's like nope 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 there's very specific rules being followed there's very like this is a thing you know like oh it's the best yeah. uh, i wish i knew how to do art so i could talk about it better <laughs> <laughs> Just describe it in wrestling, John. You know what I mean? That's the only art that I know. That's one of the only ones that I know. It's true art right there. So, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. So, so I started exhibiting my work, and then I start getting friends and strangers, because uh, back then, MySpace had started. And mind you, I, I when it started, I didn't want to join, and Retina's is the one that got me to join you he's keep like, not wanting to do all kinds of stuff he's yeah he's like join myspace and put your artwork there so more people can see it and i'm like all right fuck it so i did so um uh i started getting a lot of people asking me for advice hey how do how do i get my stuff out there uh 
my friends that were aspiring artists are like, you know, help me get out there. And then some people started telling me you should curate shows. I'm like, because when we had our shows, we had a shit ton of people come. Yeah. And I'm like, if you curate a show, you know, you, you get to help other other people. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. So that's when I started curating art shows. I did that for years. And then I got tired of doing that. So I said, you know, I just want to do one big event a year. And that's when I created a Velorio in 2009. And I launched it in 2010. And it was a mini festival where I have music, art, car show, live art, food, alcohol, everything in one night. And that's when I launched it. Um, so that's how I got my event career started. I had no experience. I just threw myself in there and I, I didn't know what was going to happen. So then La Buya, I started La Buya in 2015, the wrestling event. And the same concept, you know, but with live Lucha Libre. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And then later I added another one called Tatuaje, another one called LA Story, which is a, a lowrider show. Now, where are these happening at? Uh, mainly at Plaza de la Raza in Lincoln sure. Park. Uh, I've taken my, my tattoo event to Mexico City to a museum and that one also to Mola Museum. And that's as far as I've taken them. Um, and then this year I launched a house music, 90s house music event called House Issues yeah. at Plaza. And it was probably my most successful one. Yeah, I did, a, yeah. I did one last year in November, House Rumble. That show was pretty tight. Yeah, we had um, Richard Humpty Vision, uh, Bad Boy Bill, um, and it was dope, man. People fucking people yeah. love that shit. Oh yeah, people love that shit. Angie V was on there, etc. Yeah. etc. Et was on there. Yeah, it was it was when it's when it comes to dance, dance music, people just love that shit. Well, especially oh, yeah. the '90s. Yeah, '90s. Especially sure. the '90s. But I think it's always what's that old saying? Everything comes like, like in twenties. You know what I'm saying? Like 21, 21 years. years 20 yeah, years, 21 years. Yeah. Is, and that shit's hot right now. Well, I was gonna launch it in 2020 too. And I knew it was going to be hot when uh, Richard and Irene went live on, on Facebook yeah. during the lockdown. You see all the comments? It, it had thousands and thousands of views, and everyone's like, dude, someone's got to do an event. And I was like, that's going to be me. Watch. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we did. We, you know, I, I, had, I had three stages, and I had a huge uh, art exhibit. And the exhibit was composed of 27 party crews, and they all got a piece of a wall. And they all, uh, you know, uh, hung their memorabilia, photos, flyers, nice. anything from the 90s. So it was, it was dope. I used to take photos for Street Beat magazine. No shit. Yeah, I think I think we did talk RDB, about it. Yeah, yeah. Because I was trying to find more people. You know, straight to find Street Beat magazines is so hard. Oh, man. yeah. Dude, it's like insanely hard. Yeah. I've talked to probably four or 500 people. And some have some and they don't want to sell them. Oh heck no! Or they know someone? No, but I don't think they'll sell them. So I've only I've I've been able to find like fifteen magazines out there. Yeah, yeah it's not Marty easy. Marty Beat, that was the guy. Well, no, no one knows where Marty Beat's at. No, who knows? Back, dude, back then when Marty Beat was hanging around, he was that old guy hanging out with youngsters. Hilarious. So you he's old now. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, he used to wear this white, like sort of like suit, and it had airbrushed on it, Street Beat on the leg and on yes. the arm. Dude, like I, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, like, he was like... the Mexican mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. And he was already old at that time. Right. How old you know is he saying? now, do you think? Dead? Probably. Like that no. old? I'm saying like. No, because, because, dude, we're, we're high school age at the time. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? So it's been 30 years. And he was, I'm 50. telling you. So if he was 50 at the time, yeah. he's 80 now. Yeah, you know, he was like... an older cat. At well, least he looked older. Bro, I've asked so many people because I wanted to invite him to the show. Mm -hmm. And no one knows where he's at. No or one. what happened? No, oh, yeah, he's a, they're like, dude, he disappeared. Well, you know what I'm saying. Like I said, 
he was an older dude hanging out with Damn. a bunch of youngsters. Sure. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what happened, bro? Well, you know who owns Street Beat Magazine now? No. It's uh, uh, the owner of Thump Records. And I got a hold of oh, them, good. too. You know what? But that, like, that makes me happy that someone... That seems like a good pairing, but go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, he owns the magazine, but he's not doing anything with it. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, dude. I remember, yeah, Marty Beat, bro. I took photos for that for him. No way. Because I was doing stuff in Orange County, so, you know, all the, all the you know, intents and yeah. all those, Latin law and shh, the dogs. Yeah. yeah. I had the dogs. I yeah. had Latin Nation. Oh, dude, there was so many, dude. Yeah. So many. Hope Patrol. I had a crew myself. Yeah? Hell yeah. yeah. From the valley. Reckless ones. <laughs> Reckless ones? I'm telling you, there were so but, many. But you know where I started it? I started in Orange County. Okay. In Santa Ana. All right. I used right. to live in Anaheim. Okay. So when, when I came back from Mexico, I lived in Anaheim for three months. Right when I came back. Uh -huh. And I, I made friends in, in Orange County. And after I came back to Glendale, I used to be in Orange County every week. Did you go to school in Anaheim at all? No. Uh -oh. Okay. No. Because all my family's from Anaheim. Mm -hmm. like on my mom's side, they all yeah. went to Anaheim High School. I wonder if they others. know any Gutierrez. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah. The Gutierrez family from Anaheim. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, nah, but yeah, dude, I was, I was, yeah. Photos and shit, Marty beat. Yeah, who would ruin it? You know what I'm saying? This older cat, so you don't know, A, he's dead. Uh, who knows, bro? You're, you're trying to... I understand what you're trying to say. Try, quit trying to make him sound like a molester, man. <laughs> that's what he was saying. That's what he was getting at. Like, oh, who knows what happened? Like, that's hey, what you're trying to say. You remember... I mean, I remember back then. This cat's older. Bunch of young girls, bro. I like, mean, I understand what you're saying, but, you know... But you, see, when you're, you're, in, when you're in the whole thing, you're really not... You know what I'm saying? Sure. You're not, you know, I know that I wouldn't hang out with... If I was his age with, yeah. you know, young kids, but... It is what it is, man. Marty Veed, I'm sorry, bro. You're probably at home. I'm <laughs> probably listening to the show right now. They're going like, fuck you, Steve. He's all right, man. She I was just, 18. Yeah, I just retired. <laughs> he's still wearing that suit right now. What are you talking about? Watch I can imagine him. he's wearing that suit right now, bro. That's crazy. So you go from that. Now you're doing these events. What else, man? And now I'm making a Lucha Libre movie. No Ooh, shit. Okay. And, that, and that happened because of my events. So... I had an art dealer back in 2006, one of the most successful art dealers in the country. Um, he closed down his gallery years later when the economy went to shit. Um, but he's always been a filmmaker. And now um, we reconnected years ago and I invited him to my La Buya. He came with his wife, loved it, uh, came to El Velorio. And then one day he tells me, hey bro, like, like we need to make a movie. There's, this is a movie here happening. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know how to make movies. He's like, don't worry, I'll, I'm gonna, you're gonna be a producer, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna write it. And I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so then, so then he he writes. I told him, I gave him the idea. Look, why don't you write a Day of the Dead script? Because there's no Day of the Dead movies out there. Mm -hmm. There's only Coco and the Book of Life, but no live action Day of the Dead. So he wrote it, but he wrote it in a horror feel. And I'm like, dude, this is not going to fly. If you want to go the horror uh, route, then make it into a Lucha Libre horror film. So that's what he did. Rewrote the script. I gave him some edits here and there. And then um, uh, that's what we're making. We're Hell making yeah. a Lucha Libre horror film right now. Nice. My, Old my... school style, like, you know, like Mean Mascaras, <laughs> that kind of. Uh... Uh, not really. That's what I wanted to do. Actually, that I'm like, dude, wouldn't it be badass to like recreate one of these old movies with that cheesy music like, and Black all that Di shit. You're saying like Black Dynamite? Like that, the, there's a movie called Black Dynamite that's like, 
it's like a, a parody of that 70s etched right. black and like but making like 50 yeah. 60 70s you... well the acting is not great but yeah. it has this cool fucking feel about yeah. it and yeah. those are, these are the movies i grew up with in mexico that's yeah. all we watched the Mil yeah. Mascara, Santo, yeah. Blue Santo Demon, all those, and I fucking love them. The zombies are yeah, fucking, yeah, aliens. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I wrote, I wrote two scripts. I wrote, oh, you did? I, yeah, no yeah, shit. Yeah, and the one of them is in that vein, really, of, of that old school. Lucha well, that Lucha. that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. But he's he's uh, so our movie is more of a, a Fight Club meets Joker. Ooh. My son plays that character where he's an aspiring wrestler, but he's kind of small and skinny. So, um, and he's, he's got a crush on this chick and he's trying to impress her and, and she doesn't give him a time of the day. So he goes nuts and starts killing everyone. So <laughs> it, 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 so it, it is a horror film. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we have the horror people, man. You know what I'm saying? The, oh, yeah. the boo crew, man. Yeah, as soon as it's done. Yeah. One of the biggest podcasts for, for horror. Really? Yeah. It's a good friend of mine. You guys yeah. got to meet Ted. Yeah. yeah. You got to meet Ted. Yeah. We, we, we had Leo on multiple times. Yeah. Really. And he's a scientist too. Really? Crazy scientist, bro. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. He invented, he, you know, he put bat wings on a fly. I don't think it's that, but <laughs> he put, he put, um, I forgot what wings. He, he took wings off of another insect and put him on a fly. All right. And made it live. What whatever. the fuck? But it, he worked at K-Rock with us as well. Really? And I would always tell the story like I would always embellish it. Oh, this will took fucking hey, he you took know, the head. He took, yeah. yeah, like everyone would be like, fuck. And he when took they a meet dog Leo, head and put it on a cat. Yeah, so they meet Leo, they'd be like, damn, Leo, you fucking took fucking, you know, fucking butterfly wings and put it on a fucking lizard. They'd be like, what the fuck? Are you talking to Steve? That's crazy. Yeah. Cause you know, I mean, like, you gotta yeah. make it something better every yeah. time. But yeah, he he's he's hardcore into that. And he's he's talked about how that whole horror genre is just like has its own own section and it just just growing and growing yeah that's awesome dude yeah. hell yeah yeah hell yeah bro so everything that's happened everything that i've done has been things that i didn't like i didn't i did dream about working at disney when i was little so when we came back from mexico i used to take my bike because we lived up the street from the studios in burbank and i used to just ride my bike around the lot and like imagine myself working there so by chance, I like I got in there, and then by chance I became an artist, and then by chance I became a. No, person. not nothing's chance. Well, bro. not chance, it, it but it was meant, bro. <laughs> that was meant. Those you are know, the paths, yeah. you know. Like, like you know, I talk about it a lot because it's because it's that same chance that you have. Like, would you call chance? Mm -hmm. I ended up at K Rock. I met Mario. I met Johnny. We have this, but along the way. Everything else that's happened to me is from that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. was on LA TV Live as a VJ for a while. I, I've written scripts. I've done I've done all this stuff because of one quote unquote chance. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um yeah, and, and I think that's what that's what, you know, that that's where it comes from. So, you know, yours was that Disneyland thing, artist, now you're fucking doing your own events. And now you're writing a fucking movie. So just, it's just, you know, it's just that, that fruit that keeps giving that tree that keeps giving the fruit, man. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, bro. And then, and then my son becomes an artist too. And he, that dude is fucking blowing up. He just sold a painting for six figures. You. What? Why don't we have him on the and show? That's how you you should, it. you should have him. And that's how you do it too. When yeah. the children of artists are at i mean and good for him for taking advantage of the advantage but when you have somebody who's not only not discouraging you but encouraging you and showing you stuff like oh, that yeah. is such 
Like, you know. Yeah, we like, motivate each other. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That is, you're right, bro. Like, well, because there's plenty of people that wanted to do art when they're kids. They got their parents going, man, get the fuck out of here. It's too get hard. A, get a job. Yeah. Like, get a real job. You know, like, what are you doing? Bye, bye, bye. But the growth was fine. Well, I, I honestly never, I, I didn't really push them. I, I, I never told him, look, I want you to do this. Yeah, you like... I, I did expose him to that world, and he just, like, took it on. That's what happened. When, when he turned 14, 15, his, his uh, drawing skill level was almost, like, to mine. When he turned, like, 16, 17, it was, like, like right there. And then we had a father-son show in Burbank, and his skill level was right there. And then he moves to Vegas, and he teaches himself how to paint. And then that just takes him to the next level. I don't, I don't know how to paint. He taught himself. Um, and then it just went from there and 2020 just like blew up. Fuck yeah. Yeah. He's doing collaborations with like huge fucking companies now. He's got big collectors from all over the world. It's crazy. What does he do? What kind of stuff does he do? What mediums? Uh, uh, oil, oil on, on canvas. Yeah. The, the painting that he just sold for six figures. What was it about? Uh, the last supper. Oh, fuck. No way. A, A famous rapper bought it. West side gun. Okay. Do you guys know who he is? I know mm-hmm. the name for sure. East Coast? Yeah, yeah he's huge. Yeah. Oh. Well, that rap money, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, that's... Or at least they're always showing it in the videos. Yeah, like... They got stacks. <laughs> well, that's what I've done with, like, anytime I've had money, I've, I've bought art. Like, that's... Yeah. I don't have shit. Well, here... You know, here except here, my paintings. <laughs> here's the thing about art. I, I think art and real estate are two of the investments that... Um, are always good investments, no sure. matter how the economy is doing. If the economy's to shit, art still sells. No, because yeah. all all recessions are a transfer of wealth. Yeah. So anytime things get bad, people with money, that's a, that's when you get an old car. That's when you get paintings. That's when you yeah. get like all that, and that sucks. But it's the truth. If you can have some money when no one's got any money, you go out and pick what you yeah. want. Yeah. But the thing, and the reason they do that is because that's recession proof. Yeah. So your money's still worth what that thing is. Because when you have it in the bank, you're losing. Sure. So when you're buying stuff like that, when the when when the economy you know gets strong again, that's even worth more. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So you you made money. Yeah. So you're still mad. Yeah, yeah. I, I just. Yeah. So I I always encourage everyone, dude, buy art. Anytime, there's so much stuff that I was exposed to that I didn't buy, even uh, prints, that I was like, ah, it's a print, you know what I mean? And, even now, print, dude. and now those prints are worth fucking, you know, Bro, whatever. I bought a print, I'll I'll tell you the story, the, the whole story after, um, but I bought a print for $700 in 2006, and I recently sold it for 30 grand. Hell yeah. Print. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, like, and there's wow. so there's so oh, many prints. My the- my son puts out a print like every sixty days, for a hundred bucks. Immediately, you see it on eBay. He's selling for fifteen hundred. Damn, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna start buying yeah. prints, bro. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Buy art. Buy art. I agree. I agree. There's there's been, I I'm only bummed about. Oh, I'll tell you a Disney art that I didn't buy. But I'm only bummed about art I didn't buy. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing that I own that I'm like, God damn, I wasted fucking money on that. Nothing. But so what the year maybe a year or two after the lion king came out so 95 96 somewhere in there i go to the disney gallery and there's a painting it's an oil painting of scar mm-hmm. back on his haunches with flames behind him and it was five grand and i had just got a credit card 
the first time I ever got a credit card that I for sure could have bought this painting. Mm -hmm. And I didn't because I was like, I cannot buy a fucking $5,000. I live with my parents. Like, I can't buy yeah. a $5,000 painting. I should have fucking bought it. How like, much is I, it worth now? Who knows? I've never been uh, able, I've never been able to find it again. Like I had stopped thinking about that painting for years. And then when I thought about it again, I've gone through like all the shit that you can search through and I've never, I have no idea how to find dude, it. Dude, there, there's, there was a guy that bought, um, I think it was the entire Snow White collection. And he, I, I, I think the figure was like in the hundred, $200,000. And he recently sold it back to Disney for like 10 mil shoot Damn. whoa yeah i'm holding on to all these AEW collectibles hopefully <laughs> they tell us some real yeah. money yeah yeah god damn they're so expensive yeah a lot of money but i think you also have to buy things that you love and you like sure. because Carish. if there comes a day that shit ain't worth nothing but, yes 100 it's worth something yeah. to you because i've been broke broke and have never thought about selling my paintings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not selling. I, I, I said I, if I, if it all went to shit, I would be living on the streets with just all my shit, all my paintings <laughs> strapped to my back. Like, no, nah, uh, I'm gonna get an apartment and it's gonna it's gonna look cool when I no, get yeah. it. Like, uh, uh, not selling nothing. Yeah, one thing I've always done too is always supporting my friends and buy art off them. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's you know thirty bucks, forty bucks, yeah. and just put it up in my you know one of my rooms and then just have it up there. You know, just as a as a show of support. Cause that's what artists need, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if it is a twenty dollar little print or whatever. Yeah. You know, they that need you. That that goes a long way because uh, it encourages the artist to keep going. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And who knows what they're gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, mm -hmm. your twenty dollar little print that he did when he first started is now worth whatever and it's not even about that it's just about you know helping out your friends and having them you know continue to do what they love and making money <laughs> no no for them for them in, yeah, in the long yeah, run yeah. you know what i'm saying because I, I look at man and we've talked about this before i i had the opportunity to live my dream when you say i i lived my dream I lived my dream. When I was a kid, I said, I'm going to be on K-Rock. And I was on K-Rock, bro, the number one show. I, I did it. I lived my dream. So now I have the opportunity. And again, it's a $20 piece. But it's still, you're still continuing to allow, not to allow, but you're still helping someone to continue living their dream. You're energizing that. Yeah. yeah. Making yeah. money from art is like, that's the dream. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's for not so easy. Many people, it's yeah. fucking yeah. And it's And even I've watched people do it. And I'm talking art, music, you know, art, whatever kind of art you're talking about. I'm talking about that too, where in your twenties, cool, man. Like that's not like, that's, it's hard, it's, but you know, whatever in your thirties, like it's hard. You need your forties, like still making a living, making art is it gets harder. It doesn't get easier and easier. You know, like it yeah. gets, it gets harder. So it's it, like for the people that are still out there doing it, it's always like, fuck yeah, man, I got nothing but respect for that. Well, especially those that are full-time, like, painters that just live off their selling their pieces. Right. Yeah. 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 It's the... Uh, There's not too many. Fuck no. Like, where you're like, what do you do? I paint. Like, yeah. I'm, and I sell paintings. Like, woo, good yeah. luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think same thing with photographers, you know what I mean? Like, sure. Oh, you took oh even photography's harder. Yeah. You know, like if I take a picture and I sell it to people, it's like, well, why can't they just download it off the internet? It's like, ah, that's not how it works. Like, you, know, like, you gotta fucking buy it. What do you think about these NFTs now? That's another fucking crazy world. Me and my son did an NFT in 2021. Oh, okay. And we did sell it, but we didn't sell it for a ton of money. 
Didn't one of the Paul brothers, like Jake Paul, one of them bought one for like hundreds of thousands of dollars, and now it's worth like ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. And 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 but that's a risky take, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially being out in front of something like you want to be a trailblazer. It's like, hey man, the first dude through the doors who gets shot. You know what I mean? Like you go through first, you're gonna bleed. That's how it works. And he went through first, and he bled. Learned today. It's not as hot as it, it used to be. Yeah, it was, it was it was definitely hot for a minute. Oh yeah, it was definitely hot for a minute. It's yeah. gonna so because even then, because like say like the NFT, the NFT isn't the thing. Like all an NFT is is like a receipt mm-hmm. for the actual thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like you own it like a comet. Like you own a comet. A kind of or kind, a star. The, 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 all the NFT is is like <laughs> yeah. the receipt for the thing that you have. Like that's all it's saying. It's saying you do have the thing. That's not the thing. Right. You know what I mean? You like, own the rights to it. Right. But that to the thing. Right. But it's all look when when all this shit gets figured out because this right now what's going on with NFTs is like the internet before Google before Yahoo. Before, right. Before that, you actually had to know about the internet to use the internet yeah. you couldn't just like all oh, dickhead.com like you had the no stuff yeah and it's that way with nfts right now it's that way with crypto right now you have to know about it to do it but as soon as someone gets it figured out to where google for the for blockchain gets invented like google for or yahoo for blockchain gets invented it's, it's gonna over. change fucking everything it's gonna like gonna be talking about before and after the internet like it's like it's gonna be that big of a fucking change that's what i've I've been hearing the rumblings that uh it's stupid and it's falling off now but the next rise of it it's gonna be like an explosion where like like right people talking shit about nfts right now are talking to it's like um at the have you ever seen that it's it's bill it's bill gates on david letterman and he was like i don't get it what can you do on the internet he was like well, you could listen to a baseball game. And he's like, I can listen to a baseball game on the radio. And he starts saying these things that you could do at the very beginning of the internet. And he's like, I could do that. Too. And he's like, it's like, you're not seeing it, man. It's like, fine. It's, yeah. it's, it's cool. It's... it's cool. You're not seeing it. And then by the time we get there, it's going to be like, oh, well, yeah, of course. Everybody was fucking. I mean, well, how, look look at what that? we can do off of our phones. You yeah. know what I mean? And when I, they can. I run my entire business off this yeah. thing. Same here. Yeah, you know, like it is. Everything's we're close. there. We're close. It's crazy. So convenient. Flip, huh? So convenient. Right? That's where you do all your emails, your calls, your everything. You see, you Everything. Know. Yeah, it's crazy. We were able to live without it, and I don't think I can live without it now. Didn't no, have it before. I don't have a Thomas Guide. How am I going to get anywhere? <laughs> Hell yeah. So this weekend, you have a show. Yes, Saturday. Okay, tell us a little bit about that show, man. What's cracking? So it's El Velorio, 12-year anniversary. Oh, nice. Um... I have Danny Trejo, Alicia Del Valle uh, hosting it. I have a band called Tropa Magica. They're going to headline. Uh, Spaghetti Cumbia, DJ Gargamel, Danny Trejo's Girls, uh, Angel NG. I have Mariachi. I have a huge art show. I have about 150 artists. Uh, it's a tribute to Vicente Fernandez. Oh, nice. So well, what I did is I, I had my uh, guy that cuts my canvases cut a uh, guitar cut out. And each artist got the guitar and they did their thing on it. Oh, that's oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, two stages, vendors, food, drinks. Time to start. show. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. and goes till? Till 1 a.m. Till 1 a.m. Nice. 21 and over. 
Okay. Don't bring your kids. Leave them at home. That's yes. a fucking party, man. Yeah, it, it is. is a party. Uh, where do we get yeah. tickets for this? Elvelorio.com. Okay. Spell that for those who don't know how to spell. E-L-V-E-R-I-O.com. There we go, guys. Get your tickets. Two stages, one night fill of just awesome just bands, art, everything, vendors. Yeah. Fashion show. Oh, fashion show. Oh, yeah. fashion show. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Forgot about that. No Lucha Libre at this one? Not this one, no. no okay. La Lucha Libre happens at La Buya. La Buya. When's yeah. that one? That's uh, until next year, August 19th. Okay. Yeah, I do it once a year. And then after this show, do you have anything else coming up? I, I'm doing a house music event at the Mayan, February 19th. Okay. And then another one at the Mayan for my birthday, March 10th. You, you guys are invited to that. Hell yeah. Not the other ones, but to the birthday ones. Yeah, not to that one. Just to the birthday ones. Stay away uh, Saturday. Bring presents. <laughs> so I'm celebrating 50 years. Hell oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice, man. Congratulations. Look good for 50, man. Yeah. Thanks. Look good. It's all the weed I smoke. Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll send you with some home. <laughs> send you with some home. Uh, well, now with that show coming up, I mean, is there little smaller shows that I mean that you still plan to kind of do, or is it only the yearly big shows that you're just now focused on? Like, yeah, so that one at the Mayan, February 19 is smaller. Okay. And then March 10th, it's gonna be smaller. And I just did one at uh, Quiet Canyon, um, like a month ago. Yeah, 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 I saw that. And, and by the way, he says smaller. These are still venues that yeah, hold uh, holds at like fucking 1,200 at the Mayan. And People fucking Quiet Canyon is still 40,000 fucking cha-chas in there. So, <laughs> fuck, bro. Like... I mean, uh, no, we had about a thousand people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still, fuck, dude, that's still. I'm sorry, fucking close, Pla- my yeah, close thousand friends. Yeah. Plaza's a couple thousand people. Yeah. 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 I do want to note that uh, he's actually uh, certified on the on the gram. So I don't know. Oh uh, shit, he I, got check mark. Yeah, like legit and shit. Oh, I mean, man. we've had a few people come in through stu- through Pick Studios, but first time on the West Coast Pop Lock that we actually <laughs> had like <laughs> blue check celebrity in here. So holy shit! <laughs> Not only you're the top dude at Disney, like. Uh, you you obviously excel in everything that you do, and that's so fucking exciting. Especially, you're just you're really humble, dude. I mean, you came in here just had a really good vibe, really good energy around you, and it's just really cool just to meet people like that. Let me tell of, you about how I smash life. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, we talk about hitting home runs, but this dude is just like he's yeah, not even yeah. playing. We're not even playing the same game. Like, no, he's on its own fucking private league, just doing his own shit. Like, fuck, man, that's so awesome. And it's crazy how it started off with like escaping from Jehovah's Witness. I know, bro. right? That was, I, yeah. I did not expect that at all. Because <laughs> yeah. I have a couple that. of friends that are Jehovah's Witness. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, to to even I I wouldn't have, never have guessed it, of course. Yeah. And starting off with that, I was like, what? Damn, that's crazy. I, I lived in a bubble, and then once I stepped out of that bubble, I was just like, I want to do this. I loved. All this stuff. I think your next move should be based on your life and your travels from fucking beginning to end and, and all the stuff in between. I think that would be an awesome movie. Pat, I, I think it's almost uh, like the... the Mi familia. Not, not, not that you're not exposed to it, but like not getting an opportunity to do that. And once you're there, you're like, fuck, I'm taking advantage. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and people that are in it that could be doing some of the same things. They're like, ah, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? They see it every day. They're about it. But you got that taste and you were like, oh, I'm, I'm this is what I want to do. He's hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Still hungry. That hunger. Yeah. You know? And once you got a taste of it, that was it. Yeah. That was it. And, and that's what it takes to, to survive in, in what you do. 
you know what I'm saying? Not only art, but, you know, events and, and movies. Like, you know, I think uh, Jay-Z has a good song that's something about, you know, my first like my last and my last like my first. You know what I mean? You got to continue yeah. having that hunger. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, not great. And not only that, his offspring that he didn't even try to get into fucking doing art. This that's motherfucker's doing yeah. his own big thing, too. Do you know like, what? That offspring oh, yeah. is the one that got him the opportunity. Sure, absolutely. Got him kicked out of the church. You got to thank him. Next time you see him, be like, thank you. Yeah. I got you. You helped me escape and become who I am. Sure. Because imagine if you didn't have him, you'd still be, you know, yeah, you'd, you'd be somewhere. Running, we'd, we'd have you in here yeah. talking about just You would be a super do. successful Jehovah's Witness preacher. Yeah. I, I have no an, idea you'd still be. I, I have no an, doubt you'd still be successful. Yeah. I'd be an elder. Yeah. You'd be in Bethel, maybe. Smashing. Smashing Jehovah's Witness. You know what I mean? Jehovah's Witness would probably be the biggest church on earth. Yeah. If you would have had your son. You'd be kicking someone out right now. Probably. Be running shit, Probably. making it fucking happen. I might have been one of the 144 chosen. Absolutely. Oh shit, that's true. Yeah, you know. There's still you spots know what's open. Gonna, you know what's going to be funny is when they, when they all, quote unquote, go to heaven and you're there as well. You're like ah, I, I still did it. I still made it. <laughs> remember, remember, you kicked me out. Yeah. Like, well, ah. So they, they, their belief is that only those 144 are going to go to heaven, and then the rest that were obedient to God are going to stay on earth with a purpose of converting the planet into a paradise. And then they're going to live a thousand years. And then after a thousand years, uh, God is going to let, let Satan come out for a last round to see who he can take with them. And then whoever he takes with them, they're going to be dead forever. And he's going to kill Satan. Yeah, we just got the 401 on the Damn, Jehovah's are fucking deep. This sounds like a fucking Lord of the Rings fucking novel right here. I have to go to church. It's a good story. It sounds like it's I don't know anything about Jehovah's other than they can't celebrate birthdays, but tell me a little bit more about these elders. Now I think about like fucking Green Lantern and their fucking elders and shit. So are these just like the oldest fucking people in your church? or like So they can still be all fucking... Bad people just because they're old and shit. They're just the elders, or well, they actually like tried and true. Like they actually try to do good for the whole. No, they community. are. They are good. Okay. Yeah. I. This is one thing about the religion that I've experienced. The I would say the majority of people are good people. You know, they say if you if you have a rental property, the best tenants are Jehovah Witnesses. Hell yeah. Because they pay the rent and they will not destroy your property. So, oh, good to know. FYI, oh, good to know. Yeah, those but, uh, are the best tenants. When but, they get, if they ever got thrown out, I'd be like, "You're out." Yes, like, you yes, know what yes. I mean? like, <laughs> You are out of here. You got thrown out. What'd you do? What'd you do? Get out of here. But, but if I rent to Jehovah's, are they going to be trying to convert me every week? Probably. Yeah, uh, yeah. of course. What are you uh, There's going to be pamphlets and always. Dude. Here, here's another uh, tip. If uh, you know how they come knocking on your doors, but I think they stopped doing that. Uh, well, I think because of the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. No, but I heard that they're going to not do that anymore. They're going to go another route. I, don't I know. see a lot of them like on I corners. Go to corners. Yeah. Now. Yeah, 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 I see that. So they might move into that instead of knocking on doors because that's caused a lot of problems. It's old, and plus that's like one people trip like you can't just knock on yeah, these doors. Yeah. In twenty twenty two, the strangers knocking on your door, get out of here. At Sunday at eight in the morning. Yeah, like, yeah, you're inviting trouble. My dad would love when they came. And he'd sit out there and talk just to him talk and like to just, you know, go back and forth bickering about, you know, the Bible or whatever it is. And, you know, and then, I don't know, I guess he got his fill of, of uh, the Jehovah's Witness. They'd go their way and then. Like, all right, see uh, you but they'd later. come back next, they'd come back the next weekend. 
Boom, you know, I was like, damn, homie. <laughs> I want to get a little piggy with it. Uh, what kind of trouble would they kind of get into with knocking on these doors? What kind of a... Dude, I got a hundred stories, especially in Mexico. So I here's the thing. Them all. If you're a Jehovah Witness in Mexico, it's, you get killed. Damn. Oh, shit. Yeah. You get persecuted and you, you can't get killed. And Jehovah Witnesses do get killed in Mexico. Because the majority of the country are Catholic, yeah, yeah. and they're hardcore Catholic. Yeah, so they're not just kidding about being. No, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, a lot of people in Mexico, especially from where we're from, like the smaller towns, they all have a sign on their door: "Hey, this household is a Catholic household. We do not believe in anything else. Don't come knocking on our door." And this is specifically for Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah. Um, obviously, that didn't. That's not going to stop them from knocking on the doors. But we had people pulling guns out on us. Whoa. Throwing, letting loose their dogs on us, Damn. throwing hot water, water, <sighs> eggs, uh, salsa at us. <laughs> yeah. Picante, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like all kinds of shit happened to us. You would walk down the street and people just call you Jovista. Hey, Jovista. And you, that was it. Yeah. What does that but mean? It, it's like a, it's like a insult in their mind. Sure. You know, you're a Jehovah Witness, uh, Jovista. Yeah. So like Jehovah or something trying yeah, to make exactly. it like yeah. trying yeah. to make it slang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. What it, kind of salsa? Red or green? Both. <laughs> <laughs> there was no discrimination on that. White eggs and brown eggs. Everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. So these are the stories. What was the worst? What was the worst thing that the ever worst happened to you? Okay. So one one morning we got woken up by the priest. He's on the mic six in the morning, and he's announcing to the whole ranch. He's saying. Um, he he wants us to leave the ranch my mom and my sisters and me and if that we don't leave that they have the right to kill us by stone and my grandma is listening to this shit and she's all fucking balling and we didn't fucking leave so that's <laughs> the worst that that's ever happened to us yeah yeah well you went there and you converted half the yeah, half the yeah. ranch well, and my, my the mom. priest is like what the hell that's why they're like put up a yeah. sign that says don't knock on this goddamn door yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy bro yeah damn and then that still goes on now oh yeah for sure yeah yeah i don't know if it's still this bad but it was bad back in the 80s yeah, yeah. so we I, lived in mexico 1979 to 89 yeah I, it must have changed by now because there's so many different things going on over there man you know probably yeah who, yeah. who knows I know there's more Jehovah's and there's like now there's even uh Buddhists there's all kinds of stuff because so many people have, have you know come to Mexico yeah. Chinese Haitians Haitians and so there's a bunch of different stuff going on over there yeah. as well here you know what I mean I mean you see a bunch of stuff so now let me ask back that far back in Mexico was there anime because anime is such a big thing right now over there was that was that existent back then probably but i didn't i you, didn't jehovah's he can't yeah, do that was, well we, i don't know he was yeah, hanging he out with was, the back kids you no he wasn't no, he mexico i was here oh, okay, oh mexico okay, okay. i was straight oh, over oh, yeah. running oh, shit out yeah. there oh okay, okay he was okay. running from dogs getting hit by eggs <laughs> 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 green and red yeah. surviving buses falling apart yeah, yeah man. <laughs> there is not time for anime man hell no by the way surviving buses you guys were laughing you guys were having the time of your life as that boss was falling apart <laughs> Dude, were, were you drawing it all at that age yeah there? well in mexico that's all i did see the thing is that um in the ranch i was the only jehovah witness as a witness you're not allowed to have or hang out with anyone that's not a witness so i know friends in the ranch so what i did is draw all fucking day that's so all you, I did. That, that's one of the rules you're not supposed to hang yeah. out with them yep Oh shit! All my friends are breaking rules. Yeah, bro. they are. Yeah. So they're not true Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah, because you know that their belief is that 
like if you're if you're a true Jehovah Witness and you start hanging out with someone else, they're going to pull you out. And that's what happened with me. I started hanging out with people that are not Jehovah yeah, they Witnesses. Were right. <laughs> they were absolutely right. They were right. They pulled me out. They gave me a taste of this and dude, I fucking love like, it. This is way better. Yeah, it's sort of I'm like out. that. Mormon, what do they do when they go and do their 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 yeah, weekend? Let, yeah, they their let re- them go for the the Mormon mission. Yeah, no, not the mission. What's the other ones then? Is it maybe the Quakers? I don't know. No, ones- it's called something else, but I know what you're talking about. That's when they get to go out and experience go experience the world. Right, and yeah. then either come back or don't come back. Most of them don't come back. Uh, or- Amish people. Amish. Amish. There, you, there go. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. That's crazy. And that's crazy now because I do have some Jehovah Witness friends and I'm not Jehovah Witness. You should never well, have. Well, ask them, are you baptized? If they're baptized, they're not supposed to hang out with you. Damn. Yeah. And here, oh, here's another tip. I, I skipped it. So if if they still come knocking on your door and you want to stop that, you just tell them, hey, you know, I just want to let you know I'm disfellowship. Disfellowship? What? Yeah. What does that mean? That means you got kicked out. Oh. And since they're not supposed to talk to you, because you're disfellowship, they won't come back. They're like, yo, don't, yeah. come, don't yeah. come talk to me, yeah. man. I'm gonna do that every time I walk by the little ones that are on the corner stand. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I'm disfellowship. They'll be like, oh. like, let me talk to you for a minute. Yeah, and and you get back in after like ten minutes. You're like, guess what? You know, disfellowship. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, oh, no! get me back in. <laughs> you know what, Steve? I'm starting to meet more of these uh, outcasts. I think we need to start printing some merch and just say disfellowship across the shirt oh, and start like getting shit. a fucking. A group going. That's uh, a, that's a very niche market, but you could probably dominate that market. You know I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Hey, within just a matter of weeks, now I know two. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, and that's just not even trying to look for them. So you they're, doubled they're your there. you doubled your fucking customer base. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> went from one to two. <laughs> You're in business. <laughs> well, we can find you on Instagram, Antonio Palayo. Okay, uh, as well as my company's Instagram is Antonio Palau Productions, and each event has their own handle, El Velorio, and then La Bulla. And that's this weekend? This Saturday, October 15, at Plaza de la Raza. And tickets still available? Tickets are still available. Yeah. But make sure to get yours, bro, because it's a hot show. Um, it's my best event. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be dope. Uh, who's uh, hosting it? Danny Trejo and Alicia Del Valle. All right. All right. All right. I did some uh, Ali TV Live with Alicia. Yeah. Yeah. Back nice. in the day. Um, all right, guys. We'll see you guys there. Uh, thank you very much for coming out. Oh, look at Mara's going to put up some, uh, some of your work right yeah, now. Yeah, this is quick. what I do at Disney. So right now what I'm doing is I'm ink, I'm transferring the animator's pencil drawing onto the acetate. That's what the material is called. It's like a see-through sheet. And then the line work happens on top. You flip the cell, it gets painted. And then that cell back in the day got inserted into the multi-plane camera, which is a gigantic machine. And they get shot one time, they take it out. There's a background underneath and then they put the next one. So essentially, we keep that tradition alive. You still use the same tools? The same tools. These are the same tools that were used back when this thing started in 1920. And to do this, it's very difficult. I bet. Yeah, it's really difficult. Pulling lines, man. Pulling lines all day. Difficult because of the like the stroking, the hand movement, just, just like, everything, just everything, everything. Um, tunnel. The the technique is is not your wrist. The technique is your arm. Sure. So every line has to be done with your arm. Oh, like a not your stroke. wrist. Yeah. yeah. It's not this. Yep. <clears throat> and Why? It, just out of curiosity. Hmm? Why? Straighter. Yeah, straighter. Okay. It gives you better control. 
rather oh, than doing God. this. Because this is going to get tired after yeah. a while. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. And, and then um, they say that you become a master anchor when all the lines are like uh, come together and you don't see where they came together. Sure. And to achieve that is so hard. And you're a master anchor. Well, I don't On think so. On some days. And they say it takes 15 years to become a master anchor, um, but if you're doing it eight hours a day. Yeah. And and the people that taught me how to do this, they were masters at Disney. Mm -hmm. They were incredible. They you just like, mes you you'd be mesmerized by like watching them work. It were they were so smooth, and it was all ladies, no no men. I'm like uh, I was not the first male anchor hired. I was the second male anchor hired, but then I survived all the layoffs and retirements and all that stuff. So I'm like the one. The only male master are you gonna, anchor. Are you going to train another person? Are you going to teach somebody else? We're Yeah, we're training three people right now. There are three people, three new people. Wow. Yeah. So what's their, tra how long, how long into it were you like, all right, you, you got it now. Or you're like, you're up and running. Like how, how, how long would you consider the training process to be? Um, I was probably training at least six months. Yeah, at least, right? At least, that's this, just to get yeah. up and running. This was at a school in Canoga Park. It was like 500 people. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mexico Five, or something. 500 kids. Same difference. Well, the, the, funny, <laughs> the funny thing is that at the end, a bunch of these kids came over and a few of them were like looking at me and they're like, oh, you're my dad. And then the teachers were like, kids, what did we say? Like, don't get near the artist. But it was, it was funny. Did they straight up say you, you're my dad? Yeah, you're like, you're my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Like maybe. Like what's your maybe. mom? What's your mom's name? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some amazing. That's the drawing that got me to meet uh, Retina. Hell oh, yes. yeah. And the funny thing is that he never got it, but the the my friend that introduced me to Retina now he owns it. Okay. Hilarious. Yeah. Oh wait, he, how did he not get it? I thought you did. Or did no, he remember he, he said never no. bought it. He said, I, I don't yeah. have the money, but you can come and do some shows. Oh, I thought that was a trade where he was going yeah, like, to keep like, it and, like, and keep, keep that yeah, and keep doing yeah, the shows. No. no. Oh, shit. That's wild. So your homeboy kept it. That's dope. Is well, that he, I we, I, I, I kind of sort of sold it to him. He's a web designer, mm -hmm. so he made my website for a trade. Oh, okay. So I gave him that drawing for my so website. So he, you have a $10,000 website. Yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you are doing some more. Dude, I, I could definitely watch this kind of shit all day, just like... Is that Gaston? Is that what I'm seeing right yeah. there? This was a piece that became a stamp for the post office. No. Oh, Ooh. no shit. That's uh -huh. cool. Now, 30 years, you've seen it all with Disney. Yeah. Who's your favorite character to draw? I would say... Uh, um, go back to my page. <laughs> that one. Uh, what's Ma her name? Maleficent? Maleficent, yeah. That's really? A, she's a yeah. Why? She reminds me of someone, right? That's why. Um, the the line work on her it, it was kind of fluid. She looks like it would be fun to draw. She she was fun to ink, yeah. Who's your uh, least? least Mickey Mouse? Really? Yeah. <laughs> why? The circles, inking circles is really difficult. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Circles and straight lines at your own risk. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's actually what we're doing right now. We're working on a piece for to celebrate 100 years of the company. Um, and the piece has Mickey Mouse and Minnie, and it's yeah, it's not fun at all. Uh uh. 
fucking hundred years and then prices keep going up. I just oh, went yeah. fucking in September and that shit was like a trillion dollars for two people in parking. Yeah. God dude, damn, I dude. Years, and that's bro. excluding food. I know, yeah. man. Hey, but that new Star Wars ride, fucking legit. I haven't. So good. I haven't uh, experienced it. Oh, hell yeah. It, does it make you dizzy? Um, I, not, I don't do well on the simulator I rides. I don't either. And that the, it, the Rise of the Resistance is fine. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. It's that, more than a simulator because it's ride, not because yeah? it's not like it's not what you're thinking. It's not. Remember that. Star Tours? Yeah. It's not because I went just pretty recently. Yeah, and rode uh, ri- what's the fuck that name? That Rider Resistance. That was fine. Yeah. I rode that for the first time uh, and rode Star Tours in the next day, the same fine. day. I felt fine in Rise of Resistance and mm-hmm. got fucking sick in Star yeah. Tours. Really? So, all the simulator rides are something that's not. Yeah, I don't do well I don't do well with those. Uh, me yeah. Man, the last time I was there, they still had that, like, Pop Goes a Weasel fucking thing. What was it? <laughs> the show? The little one goes in, in circles? Pop Goes the Weasel yeah, show. Yeah, they do. It was like uh, telling the oh, story of... Oh, it's America. The, the, yeah. God damn, yeah. man. That building is... Yeah. Um, Fool, you worked at K-Rod. Didn't you steal fucking tickets to go to Disneyland? No. Oh, we did fuck? We did breakfast uh, at... Um, with no doubt at Disneyland. Stuff like that. Yeah. But once... It, like, you... I don't know. I don't talking to you about it, but... I had a friend that he painted, um, he painted the, uh, what's it called? The carousel, uh-huh. all the horses and all that stuff that's on the carousel. Yeah. And as soon as they were done, they escorted him straight <laughs> out. Yeah, you I can't kick the fuck out. Right, right. No. Can't, Don't take no can't picture. Can't look at no. Disneyland for Let's free. Go. They gave you the two finger point. Yeah. I was like, right Let's this go. way. Out of here. Mr. Luis Pena, thank you for painting. <laughs> right, Please leave. Do they, right, do they hook way. you guys up? Like they hook up the people at the park with like free admission and shit? We, we have a, a thing called, uh, it was called a silver pass. And that meant we can go in any day, anytime, take three people in for free. But I would say like four years ago, they started cutting back on the dates. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I don't even use it because I have to take a day off during the week. I, I have, they give us no weekends, yeah, you nothing. Like, you can come a Tuesday yeah. in November and that's Between yeah. noon and four. <laughs> At the worst time. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, I we took my daughter for her birthday in August, and I had to pay for the tickets. Dicks, damn, fucking, goddamn you! Don't they know who you are? Yeah, don't they understand you're the universe's greatest fucking anchor in that goddamn company? They just don't know what I went through in Mexico. That's why. Yeah, Yeah. I let her know. Eggs and salsas and everything, bro. bro. Broken buses. (laughs) Wow, let me tell you guys. You ever ridden in the back? You ever ridden a bus with no back? Yeah. Well, if you want to meet the world's greatest inker, not only that, but the man who survived Jehovah's Witnesses, eggs, salsas being thrown at him. Mexico in the 80s. Make sure to go out to Plaza La Raza this Saturday night. You can check him out. What a great podcast, man. Thank you very much for Thank coming. Thank you for having Thank me. You, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy that we like... I thought we were coming Scratch in with one thing. Hell yeah, we went all over the place. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. it was it was crazy, bro. We're on a jury. Yeah, it was dope. <laughs> it, it was dope. It's always like that. We can like I can be here for hours just talking about like the time I spent in Mexico. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. And then another day just talking about Disney because yeah. I've done a lot for Disney. Thirty years there. Yeah. Come on. I then, mean, I just heard that he's down to come back for another round and yeah, talk yeah, a little exactly. bit more. We with always the love coast. to have you. Yo, definitely have you back you should, again. You guys should have my son. Well, we'll bring both to. of you. Yeah, 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 that'd be cool. Hell, he heck has yeah, both. Heck yeah. Well, definitely. Let's, he's uh, he's very entertaining. That. Hell yeah. yeah. Definitely. I know he's in Vegas, but we'll, we'll uh, make sure to have him out here. No, when he's, he's out here. Oh, he's back me, here. Me and him live together in Pacoima. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He should have came. Yeah. Next, Next one. one. Heck Next yeah. one. Next one. All right. Just a little teaser. Thank you very much. It's the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast every Tuesday night. 
8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, live on That's Twitch, us. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can also oh, catch us on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah. And Johnny, where are you going to be out anywhere? Uh, no. <laughs> well, I, I will say, John, if you guys want to come out, come out to Mal's uh, Fun City Presents the Maz Disco. We are celebrating 30 years of the world's greatest uh, Morrissey cover band tribute, if you will. The Sweet and Tender Hooligans, they are celebrating their 30-year anniversary. They're performing live at the Regent, but we're doing their after party, if you will, the following day. Come be sad and cry. Come be sad and cry. Not only that, you guys can get some free fucking tickets. Ooh. For the Morrissey show at the at the Toyota Arena. The where? The where? Toyota. I know. It's good. <laughs> Toyota, Toyota Arena here Bo in Ontario. Bobby's doing that, right? Bobby D <laughs> presents. Yeah, yeah, man. So shout out to Bobby and his whole crew. Got us some tickets to give away this Saturday, guys. So, yeah. you know, you're going to come get your... Oh, shit. Come get a ticket to Morrissey. Hey, you could be lucky. I can't believe Mario's going to give him away. I know. He's not. He's not. He's I'm not. winning His wife's going to walk up and be like, oh, I'm the winner. <laughs> oh, what? Number number six? What? Oh, oh look at that. <laughs> and do not forget this uh, Friday night out there in Santana, our boys from the uh, Chicano, Chicano Shuffle. Santana. Five-year anniversary. Go out there, hang out. Make sure to go to Chicano Shuffle on Instagram and get all the information on where you can get your tickets. Hang out. We'll be out. I mean, I'll be out there. I think you're going more. Yeah, I'm coming out. It's going to be a good time. Friday yeah, night at Friday La, La Mission, right? Yeah. La Mission. It's going to be awesome. Performances. Bands, uh, podcasts, a bar. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be ladies and all that shit. Whatever, everything. Everything. La coca, you know? Oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> uh, that's how they get down in Santa Ana. So I'm just saying. It's the West Coast Pop Log Podcast. We're out. Goodbye. The number one live show in the world, West Coast Pop Log Podcast. Coming to you from Big Studios in Compton, California. Featuring radio personality Super Steve Flores. Comedian extraordinaire, that dude Johnny C. And Mr. I'll do anything for a buck, Mario 81. So throw your dubs in the air and let's get ready to pop.